Hey, welcome to Hablando de Corazón. I'm Alain. I'm Mariana. So today, <laughs> I sound I sounded really congested when I said that. Yeah, you did. I'm like Mariana. No, I'm just gonna say that I bought these like shirts, or it was a hoodie and a shirt um, from this one small shop. It's actually really cute. I actually shot them out. They're called um, on Instagram gen zeno designs um i can put them like the link on our instagram whenever we post this but um they're so cute and they have like a bunch of stuff like on their clothes that says like um latina power and like um there's another one that says like my ancestors are always cheering me on and i got one it's so cute it says piel hold on let me find it for sure because i don't want to fuck it up like the saying <laughs> It says, I think it says piel canela ojos cafés. If I'm I'm not 100 positive, but I can't find it now. But um, yeah. So I got that shirt because I used to hate my skin color and my eye color, and like ever like for the past mm, six, seven, eight years, I've actually like embraced it and like learned to love my skin and my eyes, but. I used to literally like cry and beg God that to change and to make me, oh, I hate to admit this, but like to change me into blonde hair and blue eyes or green eyes. Like I used to cry. And I think it has a lot to do with like me growing up in, um, in Muskego. And if like, you're not from Wisconsin or from Milwaukee, it's a little suburb out, like on the outskirts of Milwaukee. And, um, I don't know what the ratio is now or what the demographics are now, but when we first moved there, I was in first grade and me, my brothers and um, some cousins, it was like two cousins, we were the only Hispanics in like the entire school. And um, it sucked. Like I always felt different, no matter, even when I started to like wanting to dress like everyone else, I always felt left out. I always felt different. I always felt like the outcast and like I know I know I had to have had cultural shock because um I grew up or up until then I had gone to schools in Milwaukee which is all like mixed and um there's more diversity and then to all of a sudden get switched schools and you're the only dark-skinned brown-eyed person It, it was hard it sucked so bad like imagine imagine just hating who you are and not being able to change it or like looking like being the only one who looks different yeah yeah it sucked I I remember like looking at like other girls and just crying all the time like I hate I hate looking like this I hate I even got to a point where if I were to have friends over at the house and my mom would speak Spanish I would get pissed like I would get so mad I'd be like stop speaking Spanish around my friends and my mom would be like no I'm not gonna stop like this is who we are but I hated it I hated it did people ever like point it out yeah all the time yeah Yeah. it was all the time like there was like one I mean sometimes people would say stuff like oh that's cool you speak two languages but then like I remember like if people would come over and because my mom was very um she'd never wanted us to lose our Spanish so at home she would only speak Spanish to us but when we had friends over, she would still speak Spanish to us. And I'd be like, dude, you're being rude. Like they don't know what you're saying. And she'd be like, okay, I don't care. Like I'm speaking to you, not to them. And so I remember sometimes people would be like, what is she saying? Like, what is she saying? She sounds mad, but you know, like when you're speaking Spanish and fast, it just, I guess it could come off that way. Yeah. (laughs) But I would hate it. I can't even like describe like, but like just thinking right now, like going back to how like remembering how I felt and the embarrassment that's like the worst part that I was embarrassed and I wouldn't even want people to come over um I wouldn't want anyone to know that I spoke Spanish I even stopped speaking Spanish for a long time and my Spanish went away bad like when I started meeting like people from Milwaukee that spoke Spanish and stuff or like having to talk to their parents that only spoke Spanish my Spanish was jacked up. Like it, I mean, it's still not the best now, but I know for sure it has improved. 
but I hated it. I hated it. And then on top of it, cause we lost all of our Spanish. Like we don't, we didn't speak it and stuff. Cause we didn't know, like my siblings and I, we didn't even know English until we started going to school. And um, to go from that to not knowing like hardly anything, it was bad. And um, I remember too, like I would get told stuff. It didn't help that I would get told stuff like, oh, you don't like hot sauce. Oh, that's cause you're not Mexican. You know, like stuff like yeah. that. I'm like, and like all this adding up, like it, it really took a toll on me. It was worse in high school though, honestly, because I feel like when you're in high school, that's when people are getting meaner or that's when they start like having their own insecurities and then like portraying that on other people. But it was so bad in high school. It was so bad in high school. My brothers would, um, I don't know how often it happened, but I know it happened at least once and that's more than it never should have happened that one time, but my brothers would get pushed. They got pushed into a locker and they would like get told they were spicks. Yeah. And that was like, and no one, like, I don't know. Like I used to beg my mom to switch me schools to a Milwaukee school and she, and she grew up going to Milwaukee schools and she went to like the North side too. So she was like, no dude, like it's worse over there. And I'd be like, no, like you don't understand. Like at least over there, I'll look like other people. Yeah. And, um, it was so bad too, because I felt, and I was super, and I, I know your people can be like, Oh, what do you mean? You're like, you're not ugly. But like, I was literally ugly. And I remember hearing my sister, my older sister's friend saying that I was the ugly duckling. Stuff. Yeah, it was bad. So imagine like hearing all of that and then going to school and feeling it and then yeah. going home and saying, you're not Mexican enough. And then going to school and like, Oh, you're not white. So like I had, I think like looking back and now I think I had like a huge identity crisis because as soon as I was allowed to dye my hair, cause you know, like after your quinceanera, that's when you can wear makeup and like dye your hair and stuff. As soon as I got the go that I could dye my hair, I went bleach blonde. <gasps> yeah. Pictures? Probably not. Cause I, I, around those times I deleted everything cause I was so embarrassed, but I remember I went bleach blonde. My sister was in school for, um, to do hair. So she's the one that did it on me and I remember back then she was she was just starting I think it was her first year so I didn't even like get like that nice like ashy brown it was probably like the you know that color that you have to like get go through to get to the final color yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was like that it was so sad that I felt like I had to do that for years for years for years I did it I know and you know what's something that I always wondered Hmm. Um, because I know that you guys moved over there when you were like super young. How did you like start talking to people from the South side? Like, did you just know them from before no. or like, no, I think I started meeting people like through cousins, like my cousin's friends. Oh, and okay. Then, and then I met more when I went to Alverno, like I, I met more people there that yeah, were already, because I know like when I met Leslie, she knew a lot of people from over here, like not from over here, but like from the South side. Yeah. And I'm like, wait, but like you lived over there. Like I always, I don't, that. Anyway. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how she did, but I know that for me, it was either like at my first friends that I had from Milwaukee were my cousin's friends. Yeah. And then after that, it was like at Alver and I met like mostly everyone. Cause I, I talked to like on a daily basis, I don't talk to anyone from high school, but like, I still have like two people that I talk to like on like every once in a while but because like I got pregnant at 17 and I didn't go to high school I didn't go to school like my senior year to finish the year because I was super embarrassed but um so I like completely so I'd already didn't really talk to anyone because I was such an outcast and I feel like I felt like an outcast so I acted like an outcast does that make sense so like everyone was wearing um Hollister, Abercrombie, like, you know, like preppy clothes. And I feel like I forcefully wanted to rebel even more. So I would purposely, purposely dress how my cousins were dressing. So I would wear like Echo, Baby Fat, my Tim's, my Fila's. I had my Fat Farms. Girl, I had it all. <laughs> Baby Fat. I had that yeah. coat. Yeah. I had the coat and I had the shoes with those badass <laughs> tongues. <laughs> yeah, dude, I had it all. And it's, I don't know, like a part, like when I look back on my, like people's high school experiences and I feel like people like peak in high school, I was like, dude, like if only people knew the shit that I was going through when I was in high school, I think like, yeah, like I've had postpartum depression. I've talked about that before on the podcast and 
like you know whatever all that shit but I think I was my lowest at my lowest point when I was in high school like it was like it was worse I didn't know who I was I didn't know what I wanted people would talk about college all the time I didn't even I didn't want to go to college um I don't I don't know and then my parents were so strict that I wasn't allowed to do anything like nothing 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 and everyone else would talk like come back on Mondays talking about like oh yeah we did this on weekends and like they had those like they had that stuff to talk about and I would literally sit there like well I didn't go so I'm not gonna join this conversation yeah (laughs) (laughs) I watched tv or like I snuck out but yeah but like besides so besides the fact that like when you're in high school at that age you're already going through like so much yeah mentally and like you you know like in high school you like don't know you're like figuring yourself out and oh, like yeah. that on top of being like the only person yeah in your school who like looks different and having that pressure too like that must it was bad yeah. yeah I remember one time I was wearing like a a like a bomber jacket was what it would be called now but on the back it really big letters it said G unit and I remember <laughs> <laughs> dude I was extra as fuck for no and like going like I think it was just me rebelling like I, I'm like I don't already don't fit in so I might as well just wear whatever my cousins are wearing because that's who are my actual friends you know like I don't go all out out. (laughs) so it said unit on the back and I remember um these I think they were football players I just always imagined them like these jocks they were sitting behind me in the cafeteria and that's another thing I ate alone a lot of the time like I would I would get such bad anxiety during lunchtime because I'm like where the fuck am I gonna sit today where am I gonna sit today like I didn't have anyone to sit with and um I remember one time I was sitting like by people that I knew but I didn't talk to and um so those guys started talking shit about me about my jacket and I remember just being like I didn't say anything I didn't defend myself I just turned around and like all I could think of to do was give these guys dirty look and I got up I left my plate there and I just left and I was crying in the bathroom and then I had my cousin pick me up you should have been like my cousins from the south side (laughs) will come over here (laughs) But see, I didn't even have like the confidence to defend myself. Yeah, I had nothing. I had nothing like. I don't know how to go like say certain stuff without getting too deep because I don't know if I'm like ready to get that deep. But like I was so bad that I would physically harm myself. And I remember one time I purpose and like get emotional. Fuck. <laughs> OK, so I was like I had hurt myself the day before and. I knew that I wanted someone to see and this was like right before like around the time before I got pregnant I think and um I also think well I'll talk about that after but um so I had wore long sleeves because I had to and I remember I liked this one teacher like he was really cool and we always got along and everything and I was just like maybe like I want him to see so I put my sleeves up and I went up like to his desk to ask him something, but like I put my hands like so he would see. And mm-hmm. he looked at he he like saw my hands and he looked at me and never said anything. And I feel like I wanted him to be like the one to save me. Yeah. And oh never. my god, it just got goosebumps. Yeah, dude. I'm like, I, I don't think I've ever talked about this out loud. Sorry. He literally didn't say shit. He didn't say anything. And it's not his fault. Like, I'm sure he, yeah. he, he, he probably I remember, didn't know like how to handle it. Like he didn't know. No. And he looked like, like, what if I point it out and it makes it, you know, like, what yeah. If it, yeah. Yeah. And I feel like he was one of like a younger teacher. So what if like me to me back then he could have been way older, but what if it was like his first year teaching? Like, He's I like really 22. don't, Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah. You know, I don't know what the situation was and I, I don't blame him at all, but that's just like an example of how low I was like I've never since I got pregnant with Delani I've never never self-harmed and Mm -hmm. I never encourage that obviously like to anyone listening if you ever go through that you need to get help and oh I don't wish that on anyone but um, I feel like yeah he probably like didn't want to point it out and just didn't know how to react and didn't know what to do he, he probably didn't know what to do and I probably like I should have just been like, help me. <laughs> yeah. You know, like whatever. But um, damn, that's crazy. I can't believe I admitted that. <laughs> but um, yeah, that I was just like such in such a low point. And, you know, like everyone has the clicks and everyone like has people that they, I mean, I still, I still have some of those people on Instagram 
and they are they're still friends to this day and I'm like damn like I can't relate like I don't talk to any of you guys I don't talk to any anyone from and they've been friends since elementary school because Mosquito is so small yeah that there's I think there's like a couple elementary schools um there was two middle schools and one high school so it was it was so small everyone knew everyone and so if you went if you started to go to school there since kindergarten you grew up with all these people and you like you're more than likely still friends today but I didn't talk to anyone because I like I just whenever I like go through shit I just like distance myself from everyone and that was like the hardest points in my life so that's like obviously I was going to distance myself yeah I feel like high school years are like really really crucial like I remember you just go through a lot of shit (laughs) during that time it's like a freaking roller coaster yeah it's like one day you have like best friends and the next day like you don't talk and then the next day you know like it's just like some and then like there's like a guy you want to talk to and then there's like you know like there's just the pressure and I don't know like the smallest situation would like be the end of the world yeah oh my god I'm gonna tell you something after this okay (laughs) but yeah like little like the smallest argument with like your friend or like Uh, yeah you heard two friends talking about you like it was the end of the freaking world yeah yeah and I I try to tell Delani now because my Delani is 12 so she's going she's gone through some stuff and I mean every kid goes through like friends and stuff like that but I always tell her I'm like I know it seems like it's a really big deal now and it is a big deal to you and like your feelings are valid and you have a hundred percent reason to feel the way that you're feeling but I promise you it will not last. And I promise you it will not be as big as it seems. And she's like, it's hard to get that through someone's head that when they are feeling it at that moment, because to them, it's like, this is like the biggest event in their life right now. And they literally don't know how to handle it. That's all they know. That's all they know. (laughs) They don't know how to handle it. Yeah. So I'm just like, I'm sorry. I can't fight your battles for you, but you have to learn that it's, it's a big deal to you, but when you're older, it will not be a big deal. And I feel like it's important to tell kids that because a lot of the times parents are just like, whatever, like it's not, it's nothing, like just get over it. Yeah. But no, like, if they feel some type of way, it's because that's all, like we just said, that's their whole world right now. Yeah. Their biggest concern right now is just school. And because I, I always tell her, I'm like, that's your job. Your job is to go to school and do good, like do good in school. And so imagine like you get in a, in a fight with one of your coworkers, like how awkward would it be to go to work every day? Or yeah. you feel like your teacher doesn't like you have, you feel like your boss doesn't like you. You're going to feel a certain type of way. Like it's me. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it just magnifies every, they're like, they're, they're, everything's magnified for them. Yeah. It's the same thing. Like you said, yeah, it's literally the same thing. Yeah. I never thought about it that way. Yeah. I always, I always tell her cause Look. it's like, <laughs> it is yeah. true like right like not right now but like when I would come home and like be mad about work and like um something that somebody said like it's the same exact situation for mm-hmm. people for kids who are in school and that's what's happening in their lives yeah oh my god I'm so shook right now yeah because that is like their whole life that is I mean we go to work to make a living we go to work because we have to they go to school for their future they go to school because that's that's good for them and that, I mean that's all they they have to do right now so it's, I don't know, it's crazy. Okay, so I lived at my mom's, or I moved back to my mom's when Delani was like four, five-ish, I don't remember. And I, I just remember it was going to be right before um, she started school. And my mom told me one time, she was like, oh, like, are you just going to put her to school here? I was like, I will never put my kids <laughs> at a mosquito school. Like, I don't, like, I don't know if things have changed. I don't know like what it's like now I don't have any idea so I don't it's not the school and like whatever like it's not their fault but Delani is my beautiful little brown child so she would experience what I felt maybe I don't know but I would never risk it I would have never risked did you drive so then you drove all every day to bring I drove every single day to take her to school in Milwaukee and then if I couldn't my mom worked in Milwaukee at the time so my parents would drop her off oh no no I like it's the it was the other way around so my parents would drop her off every day and then when they couldn't or when they were on vacation or they had off I would drive her because I didn't care yeah 
You're like, she's not going to Muskego. She's that's not. It. I made that that's period. So, yeah. <laughs> I was like, no, I'd rather. And I know. And like, I have this conversation with Jose Luis all the time because um, I'll, I'll get into the, like why in a little bit, but um, about like diversity and like whatever. And I always tell him, I'm like, we need to move to like a suburb because he doesn't like um, like suburbs and stuff like that. And I'm, I'm like, we can't let that hold us back because at the same time, like I felt so left out, but like, we can't hold ourselves back from living in a, I guess, better neighborhood because we'll be different because we also deserve a good neighborhood. And, um, like I would, I would live there. I forgot I was going to go with this, but it's anyways, like a balance. Would, yeah. Like I would balance. live there and I want to live over there one day, but for my kids like to have a safer place but at the same time it's like I I'm scared to put them in that environment because what if they feel the way that I felt and there's nothing I can do about it because even if I would have told them because I never told my mom I never told my mom anything about how I felt and um I would just tell her that I wanted to switch but my mom would have never understood because she wasn't there every day living it she's she would have been like okay, so defend yourself or, okay, so it's not that bad or, you know, whatever. But like, to me, it was the worst. It was the end of the world. I would come home and literally cry all the time. Um, I never got straight A's because I, it took such a, like a toll on me that I never felt like motivated to do homework. I would do enough to like get by. And that was it. Like, like, how can you imagine someone like coming home and crying every day having the like the motivation and the willpower to want to do good in school like with like the only example I can think of is like right now with the pandemic like I'm sure children's grades have gone down because Delani even says that she hates it Delani is the type of person that thrives around people she loves being around her friends she loves being in school and the pandemic has taken a toll on her mentally so bad so I'm just like right now just focus on doing your best, focus on whatever, but I can't expect her to be getting straight A's when her world has been flipped upside down. And that's Literally. exactly, that's exactly how I was in school, but no one understood because I never talked about it because I, I like, this is going back to like the Mexican culture, like back then, I don't know about it now, but like, if you were to tell someone like, I meant like, I, I'm, I need a personal day or I need a mental health day. Like, what, what would my mom say? My mom would be like, get your ass <laughs> What's that? <laughs> You're going to fucking school because I said so. You know, like, it was just, it's not the same. My mom, I, I feel like personally, my mom would have not understood. Now she does because I talk about talk to her about stuff all the time. But back yeah. then, it's like, I didn't have, I didn't feel like I had anyone to talk to. Yeah, there's this person, I always go back to social media, but I follow a lot of people who are really, like, inspiring that's good but there's like this guy that i followed for like a while and he always talks about how his kids he's open with his kids about that about taking mental mental like mental, mental health, health days, days. Yeah. and like her his daughters will tell him like hey like i can't go to school today like i just need to stay home and he'll literally take them out and like take them to lunch and take them to the park and all of that i'm like that's, Dude, that's so, so important because like that's gonna stick with them yeah and they're gonna they're like already like condition to put their mental health first because yeah. he raised them like that and exactly. I'm like that's so important it is so important and I feel like a lot of parents are learning now because of social media because they see it and they see that it's like normal and it's a good thing but I, I kids think need, like that kids need breaks too. they do like, it's hard like like first of all they don't know how to control their thoughts or like emotions or their feelings no. or anything like they need breaks yeah and then like the pressure of school and the pressure of fitting in and the pressure of like all this homework. And then on top of it, if you have like, cur um, what is it called? Called curricular activities after mm -hmm. school. Like it's a lot for them. And I can just imagine yeah. it's going to get worse in high school. And if they don't learn how to like have self-love and like to take care of themselves, they're going to struggle in adulthood. Yeah. Cause then same, like it literally it's the same thing for like babies toddlers yeah any age like mm -hmm. <laughs> everybody needs to take care of their mental health first. yeah and to be like validated too because you like right now olivia's two and sometimes she'll get hit and people will be like oh you're fine 
it's like okay yeah maybe she is fine but if it hurt her it hurt her and she has every right to feel like to or even if her. it just upset her like yeah it's not you know, like when always kids about fall. the physical pain yeah. you know like when kids fall in front of people <clears throat> and they get more embarrassed than anything and that's why they start crying yeah it's just like okay let her show her emotions for a minute yeah she'll be she'll get over in a second like we're not chiqueando la like i know you probably hear that all the time it's like oh no yeah. chiquen. and i'm like yeah. i get like i i hate seeing like i would hate when my little like if the, olivia was like all the time talking like a baby like i get that that's mm-hmm. annoying but there's also like a difference between treating them like a baby and like giving them their way all the time versus like validating their feelings and like giving them that space to mm-hmm. like express themselves and show how they feel and stuff because if they're not safe at home with their parents they're n- they're not safe anywhere exactly right exactly yes <laughs> or like yeah Cause I never had, I like feel people, so bad that people think you're babying your kids, but like, you're their only safe place. Yeah. Like, do you expect? <laughs> right. If not me, no one, if like my mom always said this, like if a mom doesn't love her child, like enough, like who, who else will love their child the way that their mom does. And a mom can, doesn't have to be like the birth mom. Cause obviously there's people that adopt and they want to adopt so bad because they can't have children of their own. So, but then that, that now you're the mom and I'm that's what I mean like now no one will love their child the way that their mom does yeah I don't know I hate when like little comments are made like that like yeah oh, like you baby him or like whatever like it's my kid like, yes yeah. <laughs> I'm the only person they have okay <laughs> yeah and it's so true it's so true. I know, like my mom said one time, I feel bad because I'm not bashing my mom. I love my mom. We have an excellent relationship now. We didn't always, but we do now. But um, I I know growing up, I didn't feel comfortable or safe talking with her about certain things. Like that's why I didn't tell her how a school was because my mom was dealing with her own stuff. So she never, and then there's six of us. How is she going to sit there and like talk to all of us at, at the same time and give us all attention and you know whatever but I yeah like my mom never like if we were to feel like okay going back to like the high school I would cry and beg to her that I wanted to go to high school she never sat down and was like okay what's going on that you're feeling this way why why do you want to leave so bad like she never asked that it was always just like Oh, you're crazy if you think Milwaukee schools are going to be better for you. You're crazy. Like, they're not. They're not. But but she went to a school in Milwaukee, which she went to school in in the north side. So she's, like, her experience was way different than than anyone. She got bullied a lot, but she didn't speak English. So that's, like, a whole different thing. But I don't know. Like, from her perspective, she was putting you in the best school that yeah they could find, pretty much. Yeah. Well, no, not even, because she's even said it before that she regrets not looking for a better school because um I mean there's other really good schools in Milwaukee they're like where the Lani goes I won't say where but like hers is a really good private school and the high school that I want to put her like there's just uh, there's good options out there but my mom said that she did look into Mesquite High and Mesquite schools and they were good and they are good they were good and it's just that I was different yeah that's the thing and people didn't accept that like when I when I got pregnant I, I mean, I, I was literally a stereo, a stereotype. I was a stereotype, like for sure. I was the Mexican girl whose mom was not involved in school because my mom had to work full time and she had six kids. And then I got pregnant. Like what more of a stereotype could I have been to them, yeah. you know? And I remember one time when my good friends, um, she would drive me to school. And one time we had like picked up someone else and that other girl that we had picked up, she was like, oh, my God, like, you're here, like, talking about me. And I was like, obviously, like, I'm here. <laughs> and she was like, oh, my God, hurry up and drive then because my mom can't know that you're here with us because oh I was pregnant. God. Yeah, because I was pregnant. And that, I mean, I was like, I was so like at, at that time, like, I was still 17 or I was 16, I think. No, I was 17 already. And I was like, in my mind, I was just like hurt. And I was just like embarrassed as fuck. But now thinking back, I'm just like, dude, you're a fucking dumbass. If you think that pregnancy is <laughs> contagious, if your daughter gets pregnant, it's not because I fucking made her fuck somebody. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm pissed. <laughs> and I still know who that girl is. And it's, it's so, I hope she's listening. <laughs> 
and I'm sure a lot of a lot I got I'm sure I got talked shit about a lot because my brothers were troublemakers so we and then I was pregnant I'm sure I know what they said I know what they thought but they also don't know what the hell we were going through yeah (laughs) and then and then if I want to spill some real tea there's some some kids that I went to school with who got pregnant but their parents made them get abortions so there's a difference between Ooh. me and that I Ooh. <laughs> like to each their own but don't judge me for making a whole different decision because we did the same thing yes <laughs> I'm so <sure> great <laughs> I'm just saying like I could be mad because I'm like well, she's over here think. spilling the real tea <laughs> it's just it's I don't know I hate being judged for something that you don't know and I've had a lot of time to, like, think about my past and why I am the way that I am for certain things and stuff. And, dude, high school was rough for me. It was so bad. I remember one yes. time, this was, I think, in middle school still. But I remember one time I didn't get invited for to a birthday party and I was in the friend group. And I, were you, like, were you not allowed to sleep over people's houses when you were young? Um... My mom did let me, but it was only like to make like really close friends. Oh, like she knew their parents and everything. Oh, see, that's another thing that I used to tell my mom. Like you didn't even try to meet parents, but so like I never, ever, ever was allowed to sleep over anyone's house. And I remember like it was still in middle school. So I still talked to these girls like like we were friends and I didn't get invited. Everyone else did, but I didn't get invited. And I was like crying and I was just like, dude, like I didn't get invited to this birthday party. And um, she told me later on, she's like, well, you weren't going to be able to go anyways. And so she gave me an invitation, but like, you know, like, like, well, she probably felt like whatever here, but you're not going to go anyway. And that time my mom actually let me go. And this is another thing. I'm like, no, the name of Like, you think like now if someone did that shit to me, I'd be like, fuck you, your party. I'm not going. Yeah. (laughs) At that time, I was just like, oh my God, she finally gave me an invitation. And my dumbass went. And then I was the only one that had to get picked up at like nine or 10. Cause my mom's like, you can go for a little bit, but you're not sleeping over. And when I, I had to get picked up and I cried the whole way home, I was like, I'm going to hear about this again on Monday. Like, why did I even come? Yeah. That's crazy. No. Yeah. I went to like a really small middle elementary and middle school. So my mom knew I literally had two friends <laughs> That's good. and um one of them lived upstairs for me for like a long time oh okay. and so it was just like I had a totally different experience but yeah. I can relate in the way that like those years are freaking rough like everything yeah. like yeah. one little thing will flip your whole life <laughs> I know you think it's the end of the world dude yes and like I would just add I know I've talked about this like tiny bits and pieces but like during middle school and part of high school I was being sexually abused and so add that on top of everything I was already feeling and adding that on top of just everything I already like explained and talked about dude I was fucked up I'm surprised honestly like I'm really really surprised that I didn't rebel worse than I did and I didn't even rebel because I was so scared of my mom because I mean she didn't beat me or anything it's just she's just strict and um but like looking back now, I was like, dude, I was so lost. I'm really not surprised that I got pregnant. Like I'm not. And I remember like when I found out, I was in such denial too. But I remember when I found out, like after the initial shock, after like I finally like accepted it, like <clears throat> one of my first thoughts, and I'll never forget it because it was like a huge prominent thought that stuck with me. I was like, wow, I'm finally going to have someone to love me for like unconditionally oh my god I'm gonna cry dude yeah and every time I talk about it because it's like and my voice is cracking (laughs) okay but so another thing like going off of that that I just figured out a couple months ago is that um so Alani's birth like the time that she was born I don't know if I should say the time that she was born because people use that shit to figure out like your birth chart I don't know if you want people knowing her birth chart don't say it but tell me after I'll tell you after <laughs> but like the number like the numerology of the time that she was born um we looked it up just because we were looking up everything and hers is very like prominent and it's very like super easy to remember and it represents like your guardian angel number 
I just got goosebumps. And what if I know that number? Yeah. <laughs> so like, yeah. And it was when I, I don't know. And it's, you know, like I always, I've even told my mom this one time. I think I told her it was my sister. I don't know. But like when I, when I finally had felt like I had had enough of like school and like bullshit and like whatever, I remember one time I had told a friend, I was just like, that's it. I'm moving out. I'm running away from home. I was still in high school. And I think it was a Friday night. And I was like, I don't care anymore. Like I'm gonna. I've never, I've always listened. I've always like done what she, what my mom has wanted. I've, but like, I'm not good enough. Like I, I literally felt unworthy of anything. And I mean, well, shit, I was self-harming. Obviously I didn't feel worthy enough, but I remember, um, that day I had decided I was like, I'm running away. I don't even want to be here. I don't care. I don't care what happens. I'm just leaving. I'm never coming back. The friend that was going to pick me up got in a car accident and I couldn't, I couldn't leave. It wasn't like oh, a bad shit. car accident, but oh like I, I couldn't I leave. Freaking had a heart <laughs> no, they, nothing like... happened to them. Their car just like, wasn't like they couldn't come that day, but I was literally like, why can't I just run away? Like every time I would try to run away, something like that would happen. I'm like, whatever. I'm just, I have to be here. So I feel like when I got pregnant with them, I didn't like plan to be pregnant at that age, but I feel like that was a way of like the universe telling me like, bitch, I know you're lost, but something has to wake you up, but you can't do it in a bad way. Does that make sense? So like, if I feel like if I would have ran away or like done some shit, I probably would have just ended up in the super wrong path. But I feel like getting pregnant helped me grow and helped me deal with everything in a whole different way. Cause since I had someone else to focus on. Everything happens for a reason. Yeah. Cray cray. So this is kind of like going off topic, but not really. What would you say to kids or like teenagers that are going through that like phase right now? Like anything that has to do with like relationships, like little boyfriends and girlfriends around that age. And like how at that age, you kind of like hate everyone. So what what advice would you give? That's hard because I'm trying to think of what I would tell myself at that. Yeah, age. or like, what would you tell Delani like right now? What would I tell her now all the time? Like when she was going through like a friend, like an argument or whatever, I would tell her like, I know it seems like it's a big deal, and I know to you this is everything right now, and that's so valid, and we'll work through those emotions, but. I promise you, this is not the end of your life. Like your life is so much bigger than what you're experiencing right now. And if you're going through anything like what I went through with like the abuse and like feeling super unloved and unworthy of anything, I always say this, but you need to find someone that you confide in whether, and if it's not your parents, because for me, it wasn't my parents. Mm -hmm. I have older sisters. I could have tried to talk to them. I could have but I like it's so hard to give advice like that because and that mind like in that where I was at that point in my life my older sisters I felt like I didn't even have a relationship with them at the time now we're all super close but because they were out doing their own thing one of them was in college one of them was married like not even in the house all the time and when they were in the house they were in their rooms so like I literally felt like I had no one to talk to but like even if you tell if you find like a teacher that you like or trust don't try to like drop little hints like I did like you have to actually speak up for yourself because you are worth it you are enough and this phase that you're going through like it can end I mean not in a bit that sounds horrible because I don't want to like it's so scary saying that stuff because suicide is it's gonna make me cry but it's like so sad that people even think about that because I have thought about that in the past. Sorry, hold on. <laughs> so like, I hate saying like, it, there's a way for it to end because that's so scary to say it because they'll take it the wrong way. But like, if you find someone that you trust, just tell them, tell someone, tell, because I don't know. I, don't I feel know. like schools always have like a good resource too. Like there's always counselors at school and stuff yeah. like that. And even if you don't, it's better. <laughs> I think personally now 
it's easier to talk to someone that you don't know, because if it's someone that, you know, you're scared, they're going to judge you. You're scared. scared They're going to like think that you're lying or whatever. But if you talk and make sure it's an adult too, because sometimes if you tell a little friend it, they won't understand and they won't get it. So like, if you tell a counselor that you don't know, like a counselor at school or just anyone, they will get you the right source resources that you need because like I said, you're, you're that goes so for worthy. adults too, by the way. <laughs> yeah, it really does. Cause sometimes people don't want to be seen as weak and they don't want to talk about stuff, but I'm like, dude, you don't have, you don't understand how much courage it takes to talk about how you're feeling because mm-hmm. everyone, like no one wants to get looked at a certain way or is, like I said, like weak, but you're not weak. It does not make you weak. If you can overcome it, you're actually stronger at the end. Yeah. And, um, I did my internship at a middle school and it's so crazy like how like how having a conversation like a student having or a kid whatever having a conversation with an adult changes their whole like everything because I did my internship with the counselor for the school Mm -hmm. and there would be kids coming in like dude I'm gonna freaking cry right now (laughs) it's okay there would be kids coming like I don't want to be here like like they would literally tell me like I don't want to be here like my mom hates me and like I would tell them like what it would always be about their grades it would always be about their grades why are your yeah, grades about mine what's was going too. on and it would always turn into something going on in their home like my mom they would feel like my they would literally say like my mom hates me like I don't want to be here my parents don't like each other they're always fighting I don't want to be here like they would literally tell me that and I'm like look like there's ways like we can yeah. help you you know mm-hmm. and like it's a lot of kids like even the kids that you don't even think are going through it are going through it yeah because like I had a girl one time tell me that like and she told me she was like don't tell anybody because like my parents don't know but like she heard them dude I'm gonna freaking cry (laughs) she heard them like arguing about like their immigration status and about like losing their house because of it and like stuff like that and I was like I'm there trying not to cry because I'm supposed to be the person that they're coming to yeah and I'm like you know what like right now the only the way that you can help your parents is by doing your best in school like that's gonna help them a lot yeah and like I don't know like what do you say that just goes to show like sometimes all they need is just a person yeah everyone just Just an adult I wasn't even like a teacher there or anything I was just an intern and that's all they needed yeah somebody to talk to someone to talk to that is (coughs) sorry excuse me that is actually some like people just need to be heard do you know um I don't know if I've talked about this on here or even just with you but do you know the um have I talked to you about the YouTube called um soft white underbelly no it's about this guy who interviews um homeless people um people on drugs prostitutes tricks um johns no okay so there's this you have to watch it it's so good like it does it make you cry it does. It's made me cry a couple of times. So it's like, okay, so he goes, he's traveled now, but like, I think it started off on Figueroa Street, which is in um, um, Los Angeles on um, Skid Row. Do you know what Skid Row is? No. It's like, literally, I think it's like, I've never looked it up, but I think it's like a street or two in Los Angeles, all of tents. Of oh my God. I think we passed there when I, when we went to LA yeah it's it's scary and um so when he interviews people one of the first questions he always asks is how was your childhood how was your childhood what was it like for you growing up and I swear to you like 90 97 percent of the people always say they were abused their parents weren't like there for them or um like they went through some kind of sexual like abuse their parents were addicts themselves like it's always stems down to how your childhood was and it's scary as a parent that's so scary to think about that like if you don't make your kids feel loved enough or if you don't if you're not there for them like how lonely can they be and like what can they turn like what kind of life they can turn to trying to fill that void it's mm-hmm. so scary and like a lot of the times like the interviews I'm just like dude like I can't believe like one this one 
um, woman, her mom sold because her mom was a drug addict. Her mom sold her to this old guy for drug money. Oh my God. Like, I think it was like 500 or $600. She sold her, her virginity of her. I think she was like 10 Mm -hmm. just for money for drugs. And then she said that by the time that she came out of the room with the guy, her mom was already gone with the money. Didn't even take her home. That's so sad. And so when you're saying that, like about these kids feeling, I felt that like my mom was just going through her own stuff. Like, I don't know if depression is genetic. I've never really looked up to see for sure, but my mom has, was, has gone through depression and I think she's, yeah, I mean, she seems great now, but she's overcame depression. And, um, but I think like when we were, when I was at my lowest, she was also really low and like going through it. So like, I don't blame her for not being able to be there and I don't know it just all goes back to communication and like just like for example like my little cousin or my brother I try to talk to them like all the time even if it's not like hi how are you like you know I just try to like talk to them just in literally in general like talk to them because they need to know that like somebody's there right and like a lot of times like at least for me like I wouldn't go to my parents or like anyone just because I knew that they were always working they were always Mm -hmm. like busy and then when I had like my little brother my little sister and stuff like that and I don't think I really ever went through anything like horrible horrible but just like little things I wouldn't feel comfortable just because I didn't want to be like another another thing added to their day oh yeah so that's what I'm saying like it's important to just like have that like relationship because like I feel like like literally sometimes that's all you need like imagine like you when you were going through all that you if like one of your sisters was like checking in on you all the time that, like, that would have made so a huge helpful. difference. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. I think I yeah. probably would have told her some, at least some of what I was. Yeah, and you would have, like, opened up, like, slowly to her. And, like, mm-hmm. it would have been really different. Yeah. That's so crazy. Dude, life is freaking crazy. It is. And you never, like, we talked about this last episode, but, like, you never know what someone has gone through or, like, what they're going through. And it's so, it's crazy. I hate hearing about, like, people's struggle and, like, going through stuff because I've been through like my own share of things and I'm just like oh I remember like sometimes when I think back to like how I felt I get like a gut like not a gut feeling but you know like that knot in your throat yeah I just I just remember feeling like that like 24 7 and like never truly happy like one of the first questions when I started seeing my therapist one of the first questions she's asked she asked sorry one of the first questions she asked me was um so when, when, like when was the last time you felt truly happy and I was like uh oh my god know. I don't even know how I would answer that yeah I don't know and then she's like 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 not and I told her I was like I have happy moments she's like there's a difference she's like when were you truly happy and I was like like mind because <laughs> like, like when feel, was cause I? Like, I feel because I feel like now I'm a lot happier than I have been in the past, but like, obviously I still have struggles. I still have worries with, cause now I have kids. Now it's not really just like, I'm not like me being happy. Like I'm happy. They're healthy. I'm happy. They're, they're happy. Or I hope they are. And I'm happy. Like we have a stable home and like, I can provide for them comfortably. Like I'm happy. And I feel like nothing's missing in our lives, but to say like, I'm blissful or to say <laughs> like I don't know I, I don't know how to explain it because then when she said that I was like I try to think like was I five was I six was I and ever since she asked me that that was like one of our first sessions which is almost no it was a year ago already um I'm always trying to find like like if I had a bad week I'm always like okay but like what was good like I don't like I need to stop focusing on the bad because I feel like I do that or I did that a lot like I would focus on the bad and so now like when I have bad days or a week like for example today I'll usually journal Saturdays at Fridays I'm like okay but what was good like what I need to stop writing about the bad because I don't care about the bad I need to focus on the good and it's made me feel like I'm happier because I'm not like I'll look back in the journals and instead of being like oh my god this happened oh my god why did this happen why did this now I'm looking back I'm like okay it was it's good life's good it's fine it's fine sometimes it's just like all in well no I don't want to like no but it is it's 
I like, know what you mean. Yeah, like your mind makes you overthink things and like make it worse than what it is. Yeah. And I've noticed that like I was like I I think I've talked about this before where I get really bad. I think it's called prenatal depression. Is that what it's called? Prenatal postnatal. You're pregnant? Yeah, when I'm pregnant. Yeah. And um so the my last summer when I was pregnant with um Luca with my last, he I would literally feel so sad for nothing. Like it was a beautiful day outside. I wouldn't even want to go outside and just for nothing. And I'm like, why am I sad? Like, what is wrong? And I remember one time, like I was journaling and I was really upset and I was like, you know what? Like I need to, like, I need to shift my mind because this is just literally my mind. What nothing is making me sad except for my stupid ass mind. So I started like, I was like, I need to get ready. I'm just going to you know, even if I don't have to do my full face makeup, I'm just going to get ready and we're going to go outside and enjoy the sunshine and whatever. And I had a good day that day. And I was like, if I just switch my mind, my, is it mind shift, shift my mind mindset <laughs> mindset. Yeah. If I just <laughs> change my mindset, things won't be as bad. Like they're not as bad as they seem, but it's, it takes, it's so hard. Cause your mind is so powerful and so strong that you can literally be, sit there. I mean, I've done it where I'm like, I have such a depressing life. Nothing goes good. But it's like, why? Like, why Why am I feeling like that? Like, I wasted a full fucking year thinking this way when yeah. literally nothing happened. Like, I have, like, my legs I can are I good. I can work out. I can do what I got to do. I can walk. Like, that's a big-ass thing in, on its own. Be grateful for that shit. I can see. I can, you know, like, I I'm healthy. What? Like, oh, nothing is making me. Sometimes we let like the tiny things take over. Yeah. yeah. And it's crazy. It is. It's so fucking crazy. So you said you, you've been seeing your therapist for a year, right? Yeah. Were you nervous at first to go? Yeah. Like, is that the first time you ever? No, I had gone through. But see, this is I, I consider it my first time going. But like, it's not because when I told my mom like my parents my family about what had happened to me um growing up um my mom wanted me to see a, a therapist really bad but I was like no I don't need one I don't need one I don't need one and so she had me see um the priest for the, the church that we were going to mm -hmm. and he actually had gotten I don't know exactly how it works so don't like quote me on this but like when you go to school to be a padre you have to like you can choose like another I don't know how it goes I don't know if you'd say like being a father is like your major and then you like can minor in something I don't know exactly how that works like I, I don't know but I know the father that I was going to he had a background in counseling and therapy so that's why she wanted me to see him and so I had seen him for a couple months but I was not ready. Like I, I, I wasn't ready because I didn't take it seriously. I would just go and bend to him and then I'd leave. I never worked on anything outside of it. And so like, yes and no, like this is my first time taking it seriously. And the first time, like talk, like I'll, I was, I'm obviously really open about it. And before I would, I would, I'd be damned if I ever admitted that I would seeing someone. Okay. I've seen someone, but like in a, at Alverno, you know, they had like a counselor there, mm -hmm. but I've never seen like an actual, like therapist and got, I made an appointment right and it was supposed to be last week mm -hmm. but guess what I did did you cancel <laughs> yes <laughs> well, I didn't cancel it I rescheduled it because oh. I got nervous oh okay it is and is it over the phone and it was virtual too so that's yeah. why I was like mm. that's even more awkward because when I because after um during when COVID happened I had to stop like they canceled it and supposed it was going to be for a couple of weeks because no one knew what was going on. And then when she came back, she's like, okay, we're just going to do phone calls. And at first I was like, nah, I'll just wait till I'm good. Like until everything's back to normal, but I couldn't wait. I was literally like, I didn't know how much I depended on it. I didn't know like whatever. So I was like off of like, not off of it, but like I didn't go see her for like a month. And then finally I was like, I have to, I have to talk to you. And so the first phone calls were a couple, like a little awkward because and when you're in session, like face-to-face, -face, 
if you if I if I stop talking or something or I get quiet like we're there so she's just like letting me get like have a moment to talk or like to think and like gather my Mm -hmm. thoughts and over the phone if we were to have like a quiet moment like that I'd be like are you still there (laughs) (laughs) she's like yes I am (laughs) so it was the phone ones are just so much more awkward because you don't know like this one was like a video so maybe like they're oh maybe that'd be better. better yeah but I, I just rescheduled it because, I don't know, when I called, they just chose someone for me. Yeah. And I kind of wanted to, like, look through and, like, pick somebody. But then I don't know, like, what would be better. Anyway, I ended up rescheduling it because I got super nervous. <laughs> and I was like, uh, I'm scared. Like, what is she going to ask me? Or, like, what? Yeah, Whatever. it's normal. It's, I think that's really normal. But I do want to get into it just so I can, like, yeah. I did. When I did make the appointment, I felt like a huge weight off my shoulders that's good that's a good yeah, sign because i know that i need to go yeah that's so yeah. now i have to wait a little bit longer because they're booking out <laughs> that's what i did to myself <laughs> no i mean that's just the first step but like the first i mean as long as you want to go and you're not like forced to go and even like i said sometimes it just helps to vent yeah because i remember one time i went to the the counselor at Alberta. i forgot her name and she was really good and I, I only went one time and I was like, wow. Really? Yes. You know what's the... No, go ahead. Are you going to say something? Called? They have like those prayer rooms. Do you remember? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, I would go in there and freaking cry. <laughs> oh my God, I did that once. And then I was embarrassed because I'm like, what if they have like cameras? Kids like it's a school that's public. <laughs> They're probably watching this poor girl cry. <laughs> You're like... <laughs> yeah. In the corner. <laughs> no, yeah. I went in there just to cry. I was like, I had like 30 minutes in between my classes I was a dude I freaking can't like it was during finals and I had dude I like I don't even want to think about that right now (laughs) (laughs) we're not talking about toxic (laughs) yeah I went in to cry once and then I was like you know what I should just go to the lady because my um advisor had told me that I can do that yeah I didn't know about but when I was um getting my like when I because I didn't pick one pick my therapist either but like when I was um what's it called I blanked oh yeah so you when just went, got assigned a random one yeah but I actually ended up liking her because at first I was just like oh god what if I don't know she doesn't understand what if my like problems are like petty to her like or to mm-hmm. them I don't know if it was a he or she at the time but I don't know and I was so glad with who I got I know that's another thing too I was like should I like because I, I spent like a couple of days looking doctors up or like counselors yeah and I was like should I pick one or and then another part of me was like, maybe I should just call and like whatever, whichever person is meant for me, that's the one that I'm going to get. Yeah. And like, I ended up rescheduling with the same person I had because I'm like, whatever. I looked her up and she looked fine. So yeah. hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it like, you also don't have to stick with someone if like, it, cause it's like one of my friends said that she's like, it's like dating. And there's, if they're that person that you're like, you have to, you're trusting with like a lot of your stuff. So if the vibe's not right, then you have every right to just be like, this isn't working for me. I'm going to go and talk to someone else. Because if, I mean, shit, if I'm talking to someone about my deepest, darkest secrets and I don't trust you, if I don't even like you, or I feel like you don't like me, I'm not going to- if you're not comfortable. Yeah, if I'm not comfortable, then I'm not going to open up and it's not, it's going to be a waste of my money, my time. I think that's why I was more nervous because I'm like, what if I don't like them? you could just and I was just like oh well I was like I'll just reschedule yeah <laughs> like that didn't do anything For real. no but there's um I listened to this podcast it's like a couple and they said that they were looking for like a, a family counselor and they went through like a whole bunch just to find one. Oh really yeah see that's the thing it's a, I, I think mean, they said good. like five or six and then they found like the one that they liked that's good because they were like should be. yeah they're like we want we wanted one that we both like neither of us felt any type of like weirdness because obviously you don't need that during yeah, freaking therapy. <laughs> exactly. You don't want someone like <laughs> judging you when you're crying, like, what the fuck? <laughs> you're crying for that. They're like, suck it up. <laughs> right. They're like him. There's people dying in the world. <laughs> <laughs> that was Courtney. <laughs> Kim said it. I mean, she said Kim, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. She's like, Kim, there are people dying in the world. <laughs> she did not give a shit that she no. lost her diamond earring she's like for shut real. up <laughs> for real 
Okay, guys. So I know today's episode might have been a little bit. We did hit like some touchy subjects, so um, we wanted to give you guys a resource. Um, the number for the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline is one eight hundred two seven three eighty two fifty five. Um, they also have a chat where you can chat with somebody online, which they did not have before when I learned about this. So um, we just want to let you guys know that if anyone is ever feeling any type of way like Malen described, um, like what what she went through, it's o- totally okay to call the number. And now they even have a chat in case you you know it can be a little bit intimidating to kind to talk to someone. Yeah. Um, you can use a chat. Um, and like we said before, you anyone can always message us if you guys ever need a friend or somebody to talk to about anything. Um, my Instagram is Ariana Lisette with two E's, and our um podcast app uh sorry instagram is hablando de corazon and my instagram is malen muñoz with two z's and just remember you are worth it yes guys (laughs) bye bye